Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nighttime Colton. <laughs> See, I had to come up with a, a more interesting intro than, than hello everybody and welcome to the Colton Collective. Here's Dave AC. Yeah, well, you see, some people have lobbies to congregate in. Ours is a wine bar. Yes. And speaking of which, the this episode is entitled, well, actually, it's got several titles. Dave and I can't agree yet. Uh, <laughs> my one is, I wish I were at Galley. And mine is, The Wrath of no con. There we go. And joining us, our sober cab as always, uh, our blue dragon as always. <laughs> See, I swore last week I come up with something different, but I haven't yet. So you're still our sober cab. It's <laughs> Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, Mike. Hello, everyone. How are you? <laughs> uh, in the middle of glass number three. But thanks for asking. <laughs> but yes, the reason why we are all here is because we are not at Gallifrey 21, which is taking place in Los Angeles, California, as we speak. It's probably actually just drawing to a close. So the good thing about this is while we are at home, safe and sound, enjoying our wine or soda, Mike, <laughs> is that we will not be suffering from post-con depression tomorrow. Con flu. <laughs> or con flu, for that matter. But over the past couple of days, uh, myself and Dave and Mike have been following closely the Twitter feed of uh, Hash Galley and all the folk on uh, Facebook who are posting pictures, posting pictures on TwitPic, and it's almost like being there, except without the con flu and the post-con depression. We're able to live vicariously through actual con attendees. Yes. <laughs> it now, might it, be cheaper, but it's not as much fun. No, yeah. no exactly. Um, so the things that we are missing uh, on Thursday night, we missed the Podshock meetup, which is uh, actually takes place before the convention even starts, because the convention doesn't actually actually open until Friday. Uh, so they that takes place uh, in the lobby and probably the bar. Yeah, most likely the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we missed it all. But Lewis, Ken, James, uh, and uh, Samantha, 
who, if you've listened to the Colton Collective this week, you will have heard her uh, con report directly from Gallifrey. Uh, she has her uh, T-shirt in hand, even though I procrastinated a long time on that T-shirt and didn't get it there the way I planned to. <laughs> but it got there. So, uh, yeah, everything kicks off pretty much with the Podshock meetup, which is a great thing for uh, podcasts now. It used to be that, at least for me, in conventions in New Zealand, there would be the dealer's room, and in one lowly little corner, there would be the fanzine table, where these people who would write all sorts of dissertations on the whys and wherefores of various realms of science fiction would congregate and try and pawn off their works of fan fiction or their their latest reviews of whatever episode was out. And it was kind of like the you'd go around and you'd see the action figures and you'd see the books and the CDs and the DVDs and the movies. And then you'd get to those guys and you'd be like, oh, so you do a fanzine. But now the world has changed and people like Louis Trapani and uh, Chip from the Two Minute Time Lord, uh, the guys from Radio Free Scaro are, are all in attendance at Gallifrey. And we're pretty much hinged on their every word. And I think more to the point as well is they're not seen as a, or it appears from what we've heard, they're not seen as a, like a, a nuisance that they have to put up with at the cons. No. They seem to be actively encouraged. I mean, there are the there the, there are the official ones, as it were, where you've got you know Lewis Kellen James from Doctor Who Podshock, who've actually got a spot, uh, an actual room, an actual um, uh, listing on the events uh, schedule, uh, and also of course Ken is doing another couple. Of, well, I should say has done uh, a few interviews as well, and then there are those that um, can take advantage of the. I think it's the Starbucks area in the lobby where there's uh, Wi-Fi and they can sort of set up basically uh, a little bit of a, a sort of a, an impromptu newsroom, as it were. Right. And one of the amazing things is that um, they don't seem to have to go far to meet up with people. I mean, the number of tweets and stories that I've seen seem to evolve around. I was just in the lobby uh, and getting in the lift um, uh, you know, and there's uh, such and such, Fraser Hines or uh, Graham Harper, whoever it happened to be. Um, and speaking of which, Mike, would you tell us your little story about the tweet you did on, I think it was Friday? Which one was that? Was that? I can't remember. The, the Simo tweet between... Oh, yeah, the yes. Simo tweet, yeah. Simo. It was... Friday Friday night I was watching the the galley tag and and, and I saw Louis Trapani tweet that he had that he had just met Paul Cornell and at the Starbucks lobby and at the exact same time that tweet came up there was a tweet from uh, Paul, from, from Paul Cornell saying where he was at that moment <laughs> I mean uh, to me that's that's fabulous yeah. uh, both technology wise and for our ability to as we said before, vicariously attend galley is, is is by just hanging on their every on their every word. I mean, before yeah. it would be like you'd be lucky if somebody would call you from galley and go, "Oh, I'm at galley and I'm having a great time. Gotta go. Just ran into Paul Cornell." And yeah, I'm just rubbing it. your nose in it. <laughs> right. But now we've we've uh, especially thanks to Twitter and 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 in part Facebook, we're able to almost attend galley. Uh, 
Oh, and, and also add into that uh, people uploading you the videos instantly to YouTube. Yeah, right. I've seen people doing that that a lot. Right. The the um, there was a apparently a video there from Stephen Moffat. Uh, yeah. And I have yet to watch it. I did bookmark it from our show earlier today, but I will be watching it. And and plus, uh, Dave just posted a link in here for uh, the Gallifrey One schedule, which is www.gallifreyone.com slash schedule.php. And I wish I'd actually uh, known that was there before because it would have added a new dimension to following people's tweets of saying... Oh, I'm in the main programming room right now, or I'm in, you know, I'm taking my picture in front of the TARDIS because there's a map there of where everything is, and there's a list of all the scheduled events and where they're taking place, and it would have been would have been fabulous yeah. to watch it uh, and and to know where everybody was kind of hanging out. Well, here, Auntie, Auntie Den, just 24 minutes ago, uh, Paul Cornell is playing with his phone on stage in the closing ceremonies. Right. Are you tweeting, sir? I mean, uh, that might have just about ended now. I mean, I'm sure there are going to be after parties. Right. And the other thing that neither of you guys have mentioned is, of course, the adjunct to um, Twitter, which is TwitPic. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, the ones I've been following... Uh, religiously, uh, is 36. 36 has had yeah. Nat um, from Bridging the Rift, is it? That's right, yep. yes. From the Bridging the Rift uh, podcast. Uh, uh, Nat was also on uh, the podcasting panel, uh, which Romana attended but did not um, be part of because the table was already overloaded. Uh, so. Unfortunately, she, I mean, it was great. She just sat in the front row anyway, wearing, of course, the Cultum Collective T-shirt. <laughs> uh, but just so everybody knows, she's just not part of the Cultum Collective. She also has a podcast of her own called The Wailing Fangirl. So please check that out. Um, but yeah, uh, being able to watch not only fans, but people like Paul Cornell, who I follow on Twitter. I also follow... Um, um, Basically everybody from from Radio Free Scarrow. Uh, I I follow Lewis Trapani. Uh, I mean, and Bullet Thirty Three is there too. Who is Ooh. somebody who I just started uh, following within the past year, and I don't know whether he was friends with Lewis beforehand, but now he's he's there at at, at Galley and. Yeah, and the other Lewis as well, not Lewis Trapani. Yes. The um, yeah, but uh, I've just looked at the, Romana's show, by the way, which she does with other girls, the Wailing Fangirl. The talk show idea of that is double two double two eight. Thank you very much for adding that. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's 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 fabulous because I mean, especially with Twitter, is you can follow just about anybody who's who's anybody as far as Doctor Who goes. Uh, People not in attendance are, are, are James Moran, who I follow, but he's been tweeting back and forth with people like Paul Cornell. Uh, and it, it's just, it adds a whole new dimension to not being at a convention, if that makes any sense. Uh, the fact that you know, we can kind of relish the fact that we can almost be part of it without actually being there. One of the things that I love, sorry, Mike, but one of the things I absolutely love, one of the very first pictures I saw was, um, I think it was uh, Lewis uh, 
meeting Fraser Hines, I think it was. And I'm thinking, only a few weeks ago, I was in the same room as Fraser Hines here in the UK at the Fab Cafe. Right. Just as like when Colin Spall, you met Colin Spall. Right. And then a, a week months, later. A week later. It was, it was a week yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. So you've met these people that they've met. I mean, uh, right. um, who it, else was it? It always sounds a bit weird telling people, but especially people who are not fans. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Dave and I have never actually met face to face properly. We've met over webcam where we do a lot of drinking of wine uh, and maybe the odd recording of a show. But during Hurricane Who uh, last year uh, at Halloween, I was lucky enough to meet Colin Spall and we had a, a bit of a chat and he was telling us how much he enjoyed being in Orlando. And that next week he was going to be at, at uh, another event somewhere in Manchester. And I said, what, who at the Fab Cafe? And he goes, oh, yes, that's the one. And I said, well, if you run into a guy called Dave Cooper, make sure you say hello. And he goes, well, I'll do that. And so I, then I, <laughs> the next thing I do is I told Dave, like, make sure you say hello to Colin Spall because he's expecting it. And, and, and Dave did and they've got a picture on Facebook so check out Dave's Facebook page um, but the 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 best thing about that was the fact that Dave and I both shook his hand so in theory Dave and I have shaken hands just through a third party <laughs> by proxy and, and and that was I mean and not that meeting Colin Small wasn't a great thing because he's such a nice man if you meet him at a convention, if you see him at a convention walking through the lobby, go up and say hello because he is so nice. Um, I had uh, uh, I had two or three years at a at a private school, and so I I got into the habit of calling people sir, as people will know through listening to me or seeing my tweets. I will often call people sir. Um, and upon calling Colin, sir, he said, oh, no, 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 no. Don't call me that. Just call me Colin. <laughs> and it's and, and that's the, the thing I get from Galley, too, is you see these pictures that are coming through on TwitPic and Facebook. And uh, a lot of these stars and directors, producers, writers are just mucking in with the rest of us fans because that's what they are. They're fans of the show. They're, they either grew up on it or worked on it early on in the piece and it's it's just something they do. They, do. Uh, they come to these conventions for fun and yeah. they, they like to meet us. Uh, well, in ask. my case, it, it's like meeting a long-lost twin brother. <laughs> yes, yeah, again, the- look at the photo because... <laughs> That, that was one of the things I said to Dave early on was, you know, you kind of remind me of Colin Spall. <laughs> and if you look at the photo, you'll – I a lot of people agreed with me at the time and I was – I felt vindicated. <laughs> I was like, well, at least I'm not the only one who thought that because there's nothing like saying, oh, you look a little bit like – no, they look nothing like them. <laughs> but uh, I think Dave will agree. He's just a lovely man. Oh, I am a lovely man. Yes, you're right. I was talking about Colin. 
<laughs> Mike, I mean, we've, we're, we're, we're rambling on point, here. <laughs> the whole point why we've gone off Galley, we're talking, the thing is that we're related to Galley by remembering our experiences and the enjoyment and the, the immersion that you get when you're at these events. I mean, they're, they're very intense. I mean, the ones yeah. I've been to like that and the, um, the, um, Hoover one, you know, they they tend to be one day ones here in the UK because people can get there within a, a reasonable time. Uh, obviously, in the states, they're, they're trying to to bring people in from a wider thing, so they tend to be a two or three day event. Have you been to any short events or longer events uh, recently? Or back in August, the, the, at, yeah, back at the end of August, I was at Gen Con, which is an annual convention for uh, traditional RPGs like. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons and uh, collectible card games, and there were, uh, it's sort of an understatement, there were quite a few people there. There were at least twenty-eight thousand people there, and it went from Thursday evening till Sunday afternoon. And yeah, I, I had a blast there, and I'm looking forward to going back there this year. But and that's one re- one reason I was, well, many re- one of many reasons why I was wishing I was at Galley. Because now that I've been to a convention, I want to go to another one. I like that atmosphere. Oh yeah, it's 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 addictive. I mean, I yeah. I got done with uh, Hurricane Who, and for all the ins and outs of it, uh, as I've stated before, there were things that I disliked and things that I liked. Uh, it's definitely worth going to. Uh, I've got some qualms with the the main organizer. Mm. But those are personal things, and I, in a way, I'm kind of clearing the slate here because there have been some people complaining about the 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 review I gave it, and I think I was very objective in it. There was things that are missing, and uh, but it is it's it's an amazing thing to go to a convention because you get there and you meet these people, um, you meet other fans. And you realize that you've got this common bond with people, no matter what the uh, the topic is, whether it's gaming or Doctor Who or Star Trek or, oh, dare I say, that vampire movie franchise. <laughs> that shall not be named. <laughs> that shall not be named. No. And, and the lovely thing is to be able to meet with people of a like mind. Yeah. They, they may take it more seriously than you. They may take it less seriously than you. But the fact is that you're you're getting together with a, pe- with a bunch of people who you can understand and they can understand you. Whereas if you go to work and say, oh, God, I just love the latest Harry Potter movie. It was great. I love the, what they did with Dumbledore. It's just like a book. And then they give you a strange look. <laughs> like, you're a little weird. Here's your tinfoil hat. Which is what it's like for me at work. Uh, they don't get it i mean uh dave and i were sorting out our uh episode for that we're going to give to the uh doctor who podcast uh alliance and they're like you're listening to yourself it's like (laughs) i have to i'm like i'm trying to find the right episode but it is rather strange for people to walk past my office while i'm reviewing the previous episode of the Golden <laughs> Collective because there I am speaking and there I am sitting there listening to myself. He never agrees with himself, you know. No, I don't. <laughs> God, that guy's a prat. 
Yeah, I mean, it took me a long, long time to go to my first convention, barely two or three years ago. So it took me about 50 years to build up the courage. But that was mainly because of what I, I, I associated it with the early days from maybe the you know the original Star Wars movies and that when uh, people you know were were queuing three days round the block to see the film and all in fancy well what I call fancy dress then I know that's uh, not a politically correct word no, to use nowadays. No, it's masquerade or what's what's the other word for it? Cosplay. Cosplay. That's it. <laughs> we did a show on that. Yeah, oh, I realised that. That was, the is, that was the other show. There is no more. <laughs> But the point is that th- that held me back from going to it because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, these are outgoing people. And, you know, they're going to be I'm going to go in there. It's going to be lots of back slapping and this, that and the other. And I'm going to be wanting to find the nearest exit, uh, which put me off. Now, um, we guys chat here uh, quite frequently. And I think I don't think I'm giving Mike's secrets away, but he's said himself, I think, that, you know, he might be outgoing on podcasts and that. But that's yeah. not naturally his demeanor out and about so yeah. did it take you a lot of time to get your courage up to go well the, the planning for uh, the trip to gen con came pretty much at the end of my last semester at university and my three of my friends were discussing you know we should go to gen con this year and i was and they invited me to go along and i was thinking i don't know it's uh it's it's like oh, an eight hour Mike, drive Mike, you lost your way there you go to bank camp <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Becky. laughs> yeah. You meet uh, red-haired girls called uh, what's the name of that one? Well, Alison Hannigan, but yeah, oh. you could have met Alison Hannigan going to band camp, but you went to a con instead. Uh, yeah, yeah, went to a con, and and there I was, and went along with them, and and there it was. Yeah, I, I mean, it is a great thing to go to, uh, and I recommend it to anybody. It's you'll be surprised at how much you will enjoy yourself because mm-hmm. it's it's unlike like i said before you end up talking with a bunch of people who understand the thing that you love whether yeah. it's star trek or whether it's soap operas and there's a pretty much a convention out there for anybody these days yeah. it used to be the realm of of star trek then then doctor who and and, and then star wars and so on and so forth but now there's there's pretty much a convention for anything, uh, mm. Harry Potter to to um, that vampire franchise we dare not speak <laughs> of. Yeah, well, one thing about um, some of the larger ones, of course, I mean, like I suppose Comic Con or something like that, they are they are very um, commercialized ones. One would have thought, and um, I think is it Ken Deep that posted that um, uh, from obviously from Doctor Who Podshock. Uh, uh, 1500 i think went to this one which to me sounded at large i thought it was more like about 500 but um uh, you're you're lucky to get into comic-con comic-con is what as far as i understand it started off as more of an industry kind of um gathering kind of like e3 started off like it was more uh showing off to industry likes yeah. But now Comic-Con has reached kind of a cult status. It's kind of like Dragon Con. Dragon Con started off as a small convention. Now it encompasses like four to five hotels within yeah. a, a, a city block. 
It's and the same thing with Gen Con. It started off as just a as Gary Gygax and the the other and other people in the that initial role playing group back in the late sixties and getting together in hotel rooms and look at it now. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 this thing where it, and I've heard people say that that the galley's still quite small. Um, yeah. when when you compare it to some other conventions like say Hurricane Who. Or some of the the small things like uh, who at the Fab Cafe in England. Uh, right. I, I mean, I guess for for uh, anything in the UK, it's a lot easier to get these guests to, so you can do a smaller event. Uh, yeah, one day. Yeah. But in the US, it's like how many guests can we get here for one single event, and so it, it becomes important to get as many guests and as many people as you can into into one location. Uh, I, I remember when I first moved over here, uh, well, actually, when I first came to meet Megan, uh, it ended up there was a, a creation convention, a Star Trek convention at uh, in Minneapolis. And we went there, and I was amazed at how um, cold it was. And then... Not long after that, I learned the term CattleCon, where you come in the door, you there's a dealer's room, and then there's the, the main room where you go in, you pay for a particular seat, and then you pay to get a, uh, an autograph. Mm. So you go from line to line, basically. And, but I still love the fact that there are small conventions like Hurricane Who and Galley where you can go and meet people. Things that are professionally organized by professional companies that are there to make the buck. Uh, I mean, I went to Megacon and there was a great number of guests there and it was, and it was fabulous. I don't remember meeting a single person. Uh, but I did see a lot of guests and I did see a lot of uh, vendors and it was fabulous. Uh, it was Liam's first convention. Uh, but Hurricane Who was a whole different level because Tardis Tara came. And uh, through her, I met uh, Louis Bailey, Uncle Lou. Uh, they're both uh, part of the, uh, the Happiness Patrol, another podcast. And my wife and son were there and they came back to our... Um, to our uh, hotel room for dinner. Uh, DM Waller was with us as well. And it adds a whole new layer to being at a convention when you can meet with people of a like mind, one-to-one. And and that's where things like Hurricane Who and the Gallifrey Conventions succeed where the cattle cons fail. Yeah, and of course you mentioned there um, uh, one of the people that is... Uh, well, in, by implication, did uh, Taris Tarda, Taris Tarda. Oh, that's the wine. And I thought I was drunk. Tardis. Taris Tara. Yeah, Why do you not say Tardis Tara's Tardis? Tardis. Anyway, what you said. <laughs> yeah, it, it was easier on the easier on the inside that yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the, I mean that she goes to all. I mean she takes. Uh, TARDIS, it's got to be taken apart, mm. put about. Uh, people take have a chance to have their photograph taken in front of it. She doesn't uh, let the people charge for that. Uh, and 
things like that actually really must add to the the whole ambience of the the event right. uh, and the fact that you know not everything you know you're not handing over 10 books for every little thing that happens right. i mean uh, when i went to the sylvester mccoy event hurricane who had organized as a fundraiser for hurricane who i remember going into their little meeting room where sylvester mccoy Sylvester McCoy was going to be and there was the TARDIS and it was the first time really that I'd seen a full-sized replica of of the exterior of the TARDIS and it was fabulous it was breathtaking and yeah. so I can imagine people first timers especially at Galley seeing that sitting in a room and going oh, <laughs> that's Grand amazing and 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 uh, you, you've got to love Tara for that. Uh, the, her and her husband put a lot of work into making it as current and as uh, accessible as possible. Like you said, they don't charge for photos. It's there as a photo op. Uh, you bring your camera, and and we'll and and you can take a photo in front of it. Uh, and that and that's a fabulous thing, especially in these days where a lot of conventions have photo ops but it's twenty dollars a photo or thirty dollars a photo mm-hmm. uh a, 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 just a tardis sitting there is is great my favorite photo of my wife is her poking her head out of the door the tardis and it's it's her facebook profile picture it's probably the best picture i've seen of her in a long time it's a, well it's a lovely picture it's certainly uh i mean you can see the the enjoyment on her face there mm. it's not a smile while i take your photograph right. photo yeah it's a, it's a gorgeous picture just picture of a gorgeous woman exactly I'll and that say. sounds like an app note to uh perhaps of our closing thoughts yes yes because we were intending on this being a half hour show god knows what it'll end up being <laughs> um because we tend to lax, wax lyrical on everything. It's time to end. We're at the wine yes. limit, I think. We're at the wine <laughs> limit. I'm almost done with this bottle. so. <laughs> but yes, we, we all wish we were at Galley. Because, um, but we all thank you, those who attended, for tweeting your thoughts, your experiences. Because it's made us almost feel like we were there. And we really do appreciate all your communiques from there it's technology is a wonderful thing dave yeah, and we hope of course to have uh, romana uh, samantha um come and give us a a slightly better report well not a better report uh, you know a more uh better possibly. audio quality <laughs> yeah. we hope to get her on skype later on this week to give us a uh, more in-depth report it's very very difficult for her to give us a report right now because this is her first time in L.A. and uh, her first time at Galley. And so we can understand she's a bit verklempt. <laughs> going to phrase. Yes, verklempt. It's a, it's a Jewish thing. You oh, know what right. I'm talking about, don't you, Mike? Yes, I do. See? I'm not, and it's not a rude word. <laughs> Dave's cracking up over there. Anyway, Mike, your, your closing thoughts. Well listening reading through the, the the updates on the galley hashtag feed it was i i liked seeing what was going on i like seeing the cosplay costumes that people were, were wearing the pictures of those and i think one of my favorite things that went on there was 
last night apparently there was a sorority at the oh, same yes. meeting at the same hotel <laughs> so whoever was was organizing things at that hotel good job yes. for grouping who uh, doctor who fans and sorority girls at the same hotel at the same time <laughs> Oh, I wish I'd known. And there was one other good tweet I saw that um, uh, I think it was the the best introduction to Doctor Who ever. Somebody had uh, missed their flight uh, at the airport, oh, yeah. and so they'd asked um, just to be taken by a taxi to the nearest hotel. They had to stay overnight, and they walked straight in on the Doctor Who con. So what's all this, you know? Apparently, it, for the first night there, people were complaining about the nerds making too much noise at 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, <laughs> suck it up! Yeah, exactly. But, but what came to mind to me was that, um, you know, the line from Life on Mars, you know, was I, you know, when he says where he is, when he enters that strange environment of the 1970s police station, you know. Yeah. <gasps> Excellent. It must have been yes. fright for the poor guy. But yeah. we, I think we must close. We're um, we're we're at our word limit. Our um, something <laughs> wine limit. <laughs> yeah. I'm way over my wine limit. I'm almost done with this glass, which marks the end of the bottle. So it sounds like a good time to close. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the only reason why people tune into these late night shows is because I'm all in the bag. <laughs> but yes, we appreciate everybody's uh, tweets. Uh, Twit pics, uh, Facebook photos of, of everything that's gone on. Uh, we appreciate Romana reporting in earlier um, on our live show. It was great to have you in there. And uh, yeah, all that remains is to say goodnight. So it's goodnight from Randall Thor. Good night, everyone. It's goodnight from me. And it's goodnight from him. <laughs> Good night, everybody. And tweet you later. Bye. Goodbye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.